Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Well, hey, 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 welcome back to the Close It Now podcast, solar and HVAC sales training. I am Sam Wakefield, your host here, and I am so excited for this interview. This has been a little a little ways coming. I've been watching this guy for the last four or five years. Um, all of a sudden, uh, from my world, came out of nowhere. So I'm on Facebook, started uh, just watching the journey and talk about a meteoric rise to success and training but i'm actually more excited about hearing uh what well we're definitely going to hear what he's doing what the next moves are but also as uh, everybody knows there is no overnight success so uh we're going to dive into some what the work actually is when someone uh, someone jumps into um you know jumps in the rocket ship and goes to uh, goes to the moon and so uh, super excited uh, this person, he in uh, four years went from zero to forty million plus uh, with his uh, HVAC company. And uh, one of the most, one of the things I love the most about him is every single time you see any videos or you hear him on a podcast or anything else, his total heart for service and helping people comes through like uh, like almost like nobody else I've ever heard. So. Super excited today to have Victor Rancour on the uh, on the podcast. He's the owner of Profit Rocket, and uh, he is uh, he's here. He's ready to take every single one of you to the next level. So, Victor, thanks for being on today, man. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me on, brother. I'm glad I uh, we finally got to I guess you know collide here because we've been trying to get on the podcast, and and obviously <laughs> my schedule's been crazy, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to tell my story. I'm hoping that uh, every time I'm on a podcast, I hope that whoever's listening can pick up something out of it, and hopefully they can use it, and hopefully it helps them helps them succeed. Absolutely, I love it, man. Well, definitely. Uh, you, so this has been a big week for you, big week, week and a half. Um, tell us a little bit about what the current uh, situation is. What's going on in your life? Um, well, you know, obviously, you know, if anybody knows my background, you know, my my first business I ever started was four and a half years ago. Uh, August 2018, I started a company called Absolute Airflow out of uh, Southern California. Started with about 10 grand and uh, and literally it was an idea that I think it was like August 1st was an idea. August 7th, I had a business, right? So I had an entrepreneurial <laughs> seizure um, and we could dive in a little bit of my background, which sure. is in HVAC, HVAC sales. Um, you know, I was one of the top sales guys in the country and and I knew that I was really good at that. And, and you know, a lot of times when you're you got your big ego and you think you're uh you think you're uh you're the shit you go and start your own business and that's kind of what I did and, and I started my own business uh -huh. in 2018 and, and ended 2018 and I thought uh hey why not you know why can't I go and create a an, an amazing business and one of the biggest companies in the country and and I don't think I knew what I was in for uh, sure. I had no idea that I would be where I'm at today I had I had no idea that a lot of stuff along the way would happen uh, but yeah, this week we were, um, you know, I was blessed to be able to sell the business and uh, sell it to a you know great organization, which is a fix-it group. 
um, and get an opportunity to be in early with them on their platform, which also is allowing me to step away from the day-to-day of a business. I don't know if you guys ever ran a home service business with over hundred employees, but uh, it is challenging. It is tiring. It is, it is draining. It's, it's all the above. So uh, the last couple of days, I've just been enjoying the peace that comes mm-hmm. with not having to run a home service business anymore. I love it, man. So that is uh, that. That's super awesome. I, I'm I'm so glad to hear about that journey. So one huge congratulations to start a business and sell it for massive, massive profit in less than five years. That is the pace that uh, so many people want to hear about because, as we all know, most businesses aren't even making profitability in less than five years. The IRS says you can take a loss for five years and before you're even considered a viable business, let alone to grow it and scale it the way you have uh, to sell it for such a, a massive turnaround. So huge congrats. Uh, but yeah, tell no. us, a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us about uh, the, the journey before the business. Because So one of the things we like to talk about in this podcast is a lot of the the psychology and the work to lay your foundations to to grow. You know, we say to work to be someone worth buying from. And so a lot of it's personal growth, a lot of it's development. What did you do to set yourself up in a place to be able to, to start the company to even before then? So you were a top salesperson in the country. Um, how'd you get there? So, you know, my journey is kind of, you know, it's kind of a strange one. So about 10 years ago, I was living in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm from California originally. Uh, my early 20s, I got in a lot of trouble and I was doing a bunch of stupid shit. And I decided, hey, I'm going to get out of California. I had family out in, in Ohio. I moved out there with like literally no money, um, no real skill set. I didn't really know what I was going to do. But my uncle gave me a job at like a, a fast change oil change place, like a Jiffy Lube type of deal. Um, it was called a loop stop out there in Cleveland, Ohio, which is they had like 30 stores in Northeast Ohio. But mm-hmm. I moved out there with no money. I was living on my aunt's couch. I was about 22 years old um, and really lacked any kind of direction. But I, I didn't realize at that point that that was going to kind of set the stage for everything I'm doing later in life. And so I started working at an oil change place. And just like anything else, right, like it's merchandising, right? You're you're in the sales industry. and and But the only problem is working there. You would sell stuff and you'd go from making, I was making $6.75 an hour. And if I sold stuff, I got to make like $7 an hour, right? Or $7.50 an hour or whatever the hell it was. Uh, but I started off like everybody else does in that in an oil change place. They started off in the pit and they mm-hmm. got to, you know, change an oil and oil splatter in their face and burning their hands and burning their face. And, you know, when you go out at night, you can't lie to chicks about what you do because you smell like oil and you got oil <laughs> in your fingernails and all that shit. So, um, you know, as I did that and uh, that's kind of where I got to kind of cut my teeth as far as sales. So I got to learn, like, if you wanted to get out of the oil pit, right, you had to learn how to sell shit. So yeah. I would sit down there and I would listen and I'm like, okay, your process, that process sucks. Like, and I went up and I was like, one day I was like, Hey, just give me an opportunity and, and I, I'm going to crush it. Like these guys suck. Mm-hmm. And obviously coming from California to Ohio, we, we talk different, we move different, we act different. Like I, I was already in a little bit of the sales in my, in my late teens and early twenties. So I got up there and and then I turned that, that was the number, there was, I think there was 32 stores in the whole, in the whole company. And we were the 32nd worst one. Cool. And we were able to turn that 32nd worst store into the number one store in the company within, within like, within 45 to 60 days or something like that. Just for me going up there, creating a process and then selling, you know, selling a lot of product. Sure. Um, so, you know, even there, I moved up really fast there. They moved me, you know, they moved me from being in the oil pit to being the sales guy, to being the, you know, the manager, to wanting to offer me my own store. 
but I had only lived in Ohio for about a year where I was like, okay, I need to get the hell out of here. Cause if you ever lived in Northeast Ohio, uh, you don't really, it's not really a place you want to be, especially when you're like, <laughs> I wasn't making very much money. So like every Friday I take my paycheck, I go spend it at the bar and then I'd be broke for a week. And then I just rinse and repeat. Cause right. there's nothing better to do in Cleveland than go to a bar and they're on every corner. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I was about 23 when I decided, uh, Hey, I decided to move back to California. Uh, same thing. I moved back here. I had no idea what, what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to do oil changes. So I had to figure out some, some kind of job and, and I started bussing tables and then serving tables. And then, then I'm, from there, I kind of got into, um, I got into phone sales, which was a, a weird industry. So I got into what's called loan modification. So this is right after the, you know, the crash in like 2009, 2000, whatever, sure. like 2010 and people are still struggling. And I learned there how to, how to create a relationship over the phone, uh, build a relationship and get people to pay me money without ever meeting me. So mm -hmm. I was getting people from all over the country to send me 10, 20, $30,000 checks in the mail without ever meeting me. But the reason that happened is because I created a process that worked from the time they called in to how I took the call, to how I communicated with them, how I pitched the product and how it sold them. Uh, and I didn't realize along the way that everywhere I've ever, ever been is like, I've always created a process that was better than what they had. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you, and I always found like, once you find a recipe, you just follow it. And, and that, you know, hopefully the cake's going to turn out the same way every time, especially if it's a, if it's a good recipe. Right. Right. Um, so I started doing that. And then that place got raided by the FBI in like 2000 and, uh, 14 end of 2013 2014 i remember being at work and the place gets raided because we were good at selling shit but i guess they weren't good at fulfilling stuff and, and we don't know <laughs> on the back end and so then all set them out of a job uh, at that point you know my my girl her dad is a uh he's a general contractor and he's like hey why don't you come work for me i'm gonna train you how to build shit build cool stuff and you know maybe mm -hmm. you can i can show you how to become a contractor I said, okay, well, that sounds good. Well, I went from, you know, sitting behind a desk every day to now all of a sudden I'm freaking, you know, pouring concrete and working with masonry work and, and carpentry mm -hmm. and all this stuff that I never knew before. Um, so I got to learn a lot of stuff during that time I worked with him, but I was, you know, making $150 a day cash under the table. So there wasn't really like, I was making a bunch of money. Um, but, you know, at that point I was like, hey, I was making decent enough money. I was able to pay my bills. I was able to go out and have some fun and, and all that stuff. And I was learning, which was the important part. So I, at that point, I thought I was going to get into general contracting. Sure. Uh, and I found I was really good with my hands. I was really smart. I can figure things out pretty quickly on how to build stuff. So I figured that's where I was going to go. Um, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Dylan, he was working with me, uh, one day as a, just kind of a day laborer. We needed some help moving some concrete bags or some shit. And I started talking to him. He ends up working for us for like a week. And during that week, he's like, hey, dude, I, you know, I'm going to go to this interview. I found this company on Craigslist, which was a company called Service Champions out here in Southern California. They're, mm -hmm. you know, now they're a billion dollar plus business. Um, but they're going to teach me how to be an HVAC tech. They're going to give me my own van. They're going to give me benefits and all this shit. And, and I still remember telling him when he first told me, I said, this is in 2014, and about, and about the end of 2014 or something like that. And I said, I'll see you next week when you need work. Like, there's no way. It, <laughs> it just sounds like bullshit to me, you know? Yeah, this is a scam. Scam, yeah. So, like, you know, if it, it was a phone call, it would say scam likely on the phone, you know what I mean? And um, so I'm like, whatever, see you later. Well, I didn't see the guy for a little while. Uh, fast forward, uh, February 2015, I had a Super Bowl party at my house. It was the uh, Seahawks and Patriots, I believe, were playing. Uh, that was a game where they, they should have fucking ran the ball on the two-yard line, but they didn't. <laughs> Right. Um, I still want that money back from fucking Pete Carroll on that one. Um, <laughs> so we had, he's at my house and, and, uh, he had got out of training and he was already a technician and he started showing me his paychecks. 
And I was like, you know, it was almost like Wolf of Wall Street, right? Like, you show me your paycheck making that much money, I'll quit my job today, right? So he showed me his Call paycheck. Call it in, yeah. And I was like, dude, I was like, if this fucking idiot can make this much money, then I'm going to go, I'm going to be okay. So I went and interviewed and, uh, and he's probably might listen to this, but whatever. So I got into, I got into service champions in, uh, March, March 2nd, 2015 or something like that. I believe it was, it was, they finally hired me, uh, through the interview process. They wanted me to make me an installer. I was like, no, I want to do what he's doing. I want to be a technician. They're like, well, you're good with your hands. And I said, well, I'm doing my hands, but I could, I could communicate too. I said, just give me an opportunity. Um, and I still remember like getting into service champions. They showed me the pay plan, like a couple days. I think it was like day one or day two of training. They show you the pay plan. And I still remember calling my girl. I was like, you're never going to have to work another day in your life. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, they're going to pay me this fucking much money to sell this shit. Like, this is way too much. <laughs> and, uh, so I got to figure out, you know, what this industry is about, right? Obviously you got to serve people. You got to do things the right way. And that was one of the big things they taught. But like, if you do things the right way and you're a good communicator, mm-hmm. you get to make a lot of money. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so I got out of training in like May, May or June, 2015. I think June was my first month in 2015. And my very first month in the field, I kicked everybody's fucking ass. Everybody in the company. I was number one mm-hmm. the very first month. And uh, and then we're in part of an organization called Airtime 500. Sure. Uh, where it's like a national ranking. So I ended up my very first month in the field. I ended up winning number one in the country as a technician yes. uh, nationally, which was pretty uh-huh. cool. So I... I found like, I was like, dude, I finally found something where I could use my communication skills, I could use my processes, use my confidence, and then I can make more money. Because all the other stuff I was doing, like you could make decent money or make a little mm-hmm. bit of money, but there was never like, it was always capped, right? Like really what you can right. make. And then I found in HVAC, there was no cap to what I could make. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to work extra hours, work extra days, sure, I could run more calls and get a higher tickets or whatever. The only ceiling is your own limitations. Yeah. So that was 2015. And I just worked my way up. I fell in love with the trade. I fell in love with the, you know, figuring out the technical side, figuring out how to, how to communicate better. And then, you know, I really wanted to get into sales. So we were only, I was only able to sell parts and repairs and stuff like that. And I'd have to turn leads over, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to be the sales guys. The sales guys are making a half a million plus a year. They're driving nice cars. They got all like, I'm like, dude, I want to do whatever, whatever the hell they're doing. I'm going to do, I'm going to practice till I can be as good as them. And it didn't take me that long. I just kept literally putting my head down, listening, practicing. I'd go home at night. I'd practice when 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 no one was around. Everybody else is out drinking. I was at home practicing mm-hmm. uh, communication skills, tonality, uh, a process. I would you know I practiced objection handling and I'd practice right. all that stuff. And very quickly, I became the top sales guy in the country. And you mm-hmm. know I I would win it a lot. I win like six months in a row when I finally finally let me be a salesman. I didn't really lose. Like I just kept winning, and I was sure. doing really well. Uh, rolling out of summer 2000, I think 17 or something like that. Um, my boss at the time um, decided that he wanted to change the pay plan and it was going to fuck me. And I was like, yeah. I'm not interested in this. I'm not going to do the same job for less money. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's when I got an opportunity to go work at another organization, uh, another competitor down the street. So, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a cool story. I, the guy's like, Hey, come to breakfast with me. I come to breakfast with them eat breakfast with him. And he's like, hey, let's go to my office. He shows me the office, shows me his staff, introduces me to everybody. And I go to leave. And the dude, you know, the guy comes up to me. He's like, well, let me know when you're ready. I was like, dude, you never made an offer. Yeah, Ready and, for what? Right. You know, like, there's, <laughs> there's no offer. There ain't nothing ready for. So yeah, he's like, you well, can't sell a sales like, guy without legit uh, conversation here. Yeah. So he's like, well, call your wife and pack your bags. You're, I'm going to fly you guys out to Hawaii. We're going to go hang out. You know, he lived in Hawaii, his business is in California. He's like, I'm going to fly you out to Hawaii and we'll just hang out for a week and we'll discuss what we're there. And I'm like, dude, I I never really had money in my life. I've never been to Hawaii. I know like, dude, I was like, I've never been like this and, and seen anything like this. And I go home and I tell my wife and she's like, 
are you sure he doesn't want to fuck you or what's going on here? Like, no, <laughs> right. no, no rich white dude just flies a random dude to Hawaii, right? Unless there's something mm -hmm. else going on. So obviously we were just joking about that, but sure, we ended up sure. the next thing you know, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a first class flight with me, my two kids and wife, and we're heading out to Hawaii and he puts us in a, in a presidential suite. He gives me his Range Rover to drive around on the Island. And then he starts offering me money to come run his business. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't realize I thought every business was the same. So I figured like service champions, the same as this company and this company, which right. You find out later that every company is different and most of them are disorganized. And most of um, them suck. Yeah. Most of them suck. Right. But I didn't know that. So I'm like, this guy's got money. He's got a freaking nice house, got nice cars. He's, you know, he's going to pay me some money. So I went back home and I quit. Um, and that was probably the best decision I made. I went from, you know, a good company to a not so great company, but it allowed me to see the other side of the business. Cause at service champions, I was just a sales guy and that's all they were going to let me do. Sure. When I went to the other organization, I was, the service manager, the sales manager, the salesman. I was almost pretty much a GM and I was helping dispatch. Like I was working with vendors. I got to work with everything within the business and kind of got to see the ins and outs of it. Sure. And that's kind of what gave me the confidence. So like this is 2000, end of 2000. Uh, we started the business in 2018 or 19? 2018. So yeah, at the end of 2018, uh, my brother had started, he's in the room here with me. So my brother started working with me a couple months before that. I think it was uh, June or like beginning of June or late May, 2000 and, uh, 2017 or 2018. And uh, he started working with me and the, the guy, he, I didn't realize how shitty they were paying the technicians, like the hours they're making the work, they were screwing them on pay and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. My brother starts telling me all this stuff. And I guess he like, the guy started talking shit about my brother. And that's when I was like, all right, we'll kind of fuck, like fuck this guy. Right. So yeah. and this was like end of, end of July, 2018. And me and my brother and my buddy were sitting at a pizza shop at his pizza shop. And he's like, dude, why don't you just start your own business? Yeah. And I never really thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll start my own shit. And like mm -hmm. literally a couple of days later, we came up with a name. We got logos. We got a, we got a website going. We got all this stuff going. All of a sudden, like five days later, we got a business. And then I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. so I, quit, I quit my job. I was making over half a million dollars a year selling air conditioning. And now I got to figure out how to run a business with no income and, and <laughs> kind of wing it, you know? Sure. Love uh, it. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got to the point of starting the business. So yeah, it was August, 2018. I started with $10,000 and a mm -hmm. hope and dream and an ability to sell. And that was about it. Right. Well, it sounds like with the very, one of the very first things you said on the podcast today was entrepreneurial seizure. So it definitely sounds like you've read some Michael Gerber. Uh, so a little bit of that, some uh, uh, that's like his, his phrase, right? So, yeah. you know, the, the, just building it from the beginning, right? Begin with the end in sight. And uh, so clearly working in all those different elements and running the company and bringing you in to kind of turn things around. And you were able to touch so many different pieces of the company. So, and, and your ability to develop those systems and processes. Uh, let's talk about that for a second, because I feel like that might be a great segue into where you're headed now. You know, kind of the next move is, you know, it sounds like you have a long history of developing a consistent system and process. Obviously, that makes the the homeowners and the clients, um, the, their experience with the company consistent. So obviously, that turns into something that's scalable. So talk about your, uh, as you develop these systems, you know, how, how do you recognize a, pl a place that needs improvement? And you know, kind of what's your thought process as you're developing a system for the different elements of the company? I mean, as you're growing, right? Like it's, it's, it's trial and oh. error, right? Like, so obviously I had bits and pieces from both of the places that I worked, what worked and what didn't work, but obviously 
I know the sales side and the service side and that stuff. And I still had to learn the office stuff. So it took a little bit of time before we kind of realized like, how do we get the right calls on the board? How do we scrub the calls? How do we market? Mm -hmm. How do we do like, there's so many elements to running a business. So like everyone's like always like, I'm going to start my own business. I'm like, okay, how are you going to get your first customer? Your mom, your brother, your sister? Like, is that how you're going to get right. your customer? Okay. But after that, when, the, when you run out of family members and friends, mm -hmm. what's going to happen? Yep. Where market's done, what's left? Yeah. Then you got to figure out how to market it. And when they do market, you got to figure out how to answer your phone. If you don't answer your phone right, it ain't going to be right. Then you have to, then you have to get out there. You got to service it. You got to make, like, there's so many variables that go into it. So, mm -hmm. you know, as we, as we grew, we had to figure it out. So like we went, we started in uh, August, 2018, between August, 2018 and January 1st, we had done over a million dollars in revenue mm -hmm. from nothing from scratch. So like we were growing, but like we were growing fast. We were selling a lot of shit, but like, there was no process in place. It was just like flying by sure. the seat of our pants, right? Mm -hmm. And then like heading into 2019, I knew that I had to start putting some processes in place. But even then, it was still wild, wild west, right? Like we did, 2019 was our first calendar year and we did over $5 million in revenue. Mm -hmm. And and literally from nothing. So like along the way, like there's, there's trials and errors, there's lost money, there's all these things because you only know what you know. And I think right. that's one thing that I you know, I really stress on contractors now, and that's what we do through Profit Rocket, is we hope to catch them young before they get to scale, right? I got to $5 million with like no idea how I got there. I just figured <laughs> it out. And obviously, sure. you lose a lot of money doing things that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one thing that I teach now. It's like, I'm like, okay, well, how do we control it before it gets uncontrollable? Because we went from mm -hmm. $5 million and to $12 million the next year, and then just kept growing and growing over the last couple right. of years. So. Um, processes and Look, procedures matter. And I think now, you know, as I just sold my business, like I haven't really been involved in the day to day in the business in a while. Cause you put a process in place and you have your managers kind of enforce it. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love it. So let's, let's camp out there for a minute. Cause I know there's a lot of listeners that are in that world of one to five, somewhere in between not even doing a million and up to that $5 million wall. And, uh, when you say you started from zero to a million in six months, that's huge growth compared to, or, or how, yeah. So August through, yeah. Um, that's a lot. So where did you get those first clients? You know, how did they come in the door? And then for this, your first calendar year to do 5 million, um, obviously word of mouth is a lot, but you have to have more than that. You know, what's a, what's a good nugget for somebody just starting that wants to grow at, at there at that level? Well, the first thing is you got to you grow a pair of balls, right? Like you got to grow a pair of balls and be willing to invest in marketing, right? So the, it, it's really hard. So I talked to a lot of people and they're like, well, I'm just word of mouth. And like the reason you're word of mouth is because you're first off, you don't charge enough anyways to be able to market. Right. Uh, but then also when you do market, like you don't know those customers to your conversion rate so low that you're not very successful. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest spending too much money on marketing until you understand how to actually convert new customers into, re into replacements or into a, obviously a gross profit, uh, you know, a gross profit event, right? So like when you're really looking in a business, you're looking at how much gross profit am I making per transaction, right? Mm -hmm. And if you aren't making enough gross profit per transaction, you can't really market. Um, right. So obviously when I first started, the first thing I did is I texted every single person that I've ever talked to in my phone, like every single person. I was in every group chat, every text message, every ex-girlfriend, everybody that I ever talked to, I texted and said, hey, I started my own business. Let me know if you need anybody that, know anybody that needs air conditioning, right? right? And I still remember my first client came out of a random flag or fantasy football group that I'm in. I don't even know any of the guys in there. A buddy from mine from high school invited me into the fantasy football league. And this guy, Nate was the first one to say, Hey, my AC is not working. Yeah. So obviously we headed out there and I, and I mean, obviously I'm like, well, I got to sell this goddamn thing. Cause I don't even yeah. know. I, like <laughs> I need some money. So like, yeah. 
you know, we sold that job and that was our, that was our first job that we've ever done was, was that one. And it's kind of funny. So like when I first started, I didn't have credit card processing set up and I was using my buddy's pizza, pizza, pizza place had a, had a square account. So we got done selling the air conditioner and we had to run it under square and it come up as magic Mike's pizza. So the guy's like, dude, I just bought a fucking $9,000 pizza. What the fuck? <laughs> so that was a, that was actually a pretty funny story, but yeah. So we didn't like, like I said, we didn't have anything set up. We, we came up with the idea five days later, we're doing our first install yeah. and you know, it's under, under the pizza place name and all this weird shit. And um, so, yeah, so that's how we got our first customer was that. And then we were like, okay, well we didn't, so funny stories. Like we did a million dollars before we ever had a license. So I didn't have a contractor's license. So like during this whole time, I had no plan, no idea starting the business. So during that time, I'm trying to get my contractor's license at the same right. time. I hadn't even hit four years. I haven't yet hit being four years of in the industry and I hadn't even hit that yet. So like I keep sending in this application it keeps getting kicked back and kicked back. And like, <laughs> so I got no license. So you can't buy equipment. So like you mm -hmm. can't go to, a, you can't go to a parts house and get equipment. So I'm having to buy equipment through my buddy, Andrew. Which is funny, Andrew was just here today. He came in for some business coaching advice today, which is funny because I used to use his equipment, uh, his uh, <laughs> use his license for the, to get equipment. Well, so, like, I would call him and say, "Hey, Andrew, I need equipment." Well, in the beginning, it wasn't a big deal, but I started buying more equipment than he was buying. So he was yeah. delivering more equipment to me than he was delivering to himself pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, so I had to I had to borrow I had to use his license to get equipment. Um, obviously I can't do, you can't really do much financing because you don't have, you don't have a contractor's license, which yep. means you don't have insurance. You don't have all the stuff you need to have that. So a lot of it was a big challenge in the beginning. Uh, but sure. I did find out that you could advertise on social media and you can advertise on, on Yelp without a license. Well, you're not supposed to do any advertising without a license, but I was able to do sure. it. I was able to set up an account. So we use Yelp early on to get leads. Uh -huh. And then we also use Facebook and social media or any kind of social media to get leads. Uh, and right. that's kind of, that's kind of what we did. And then obviously word of mouth and all that stuff spread, but most of it was, Hey, how do I get into it? I would get into the, the next door app and I'd go ahead to people. And then in my local community, mm -hmm. uh, I, we had, my buddy had a pizza shop. So we put flyers on every single pizza that went out offering tuna specials. Oh, uh, beautiful. We did, we did a bunch of different guerrilla marketing stuff just to get our mm -hmm. name out there. But we, like I said, we grew fast and everybody's like, dude, what the hell? Like, dude, we popped up overnight and everybody's like, what the shit? Like, what the hell happened? Like, how did this, where did this guy come from? What's going on? He's got all these, he's already exactly. got around. I thought like, the same thing. I'm watching you on Facebook and I'm like, where the hell did this guy come from? Well, and that, and that's something that, you know, that I, if I was to circle back again and I would say, what was the key to my success overall? Um, and it was social media. So like before it was cool to post videos all day, I would post videos all day about my business yeah. and people started following it and, and, and enjoying it. And like, Hey, what the fuck? Like, how is this happening? How are you growing? <laughs> and I'm like, I would put, Hey, I got a new van. I got this. We just hired more employees. We just got this job right. and this job. And we posted everything on social media and that's how mm -hmm. I created such a big following. Right. I love it. I've actually, so I've, I've was a viewer from Austin, Texas this whole time. <laughs> and was, as soon as it started, because, you know, I've, I've been in a, all the different HVAC Facebook groups and that kind of stuff. And so to, to watch this journey from the beginning, and, and that's true, that's for everybody listening. Um, one quick caveat is um, Closing Now does not necessarily support any everybody going out there and working without a license. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> clearly this is a great origin story. And I'm dude, sure Victor would say, dude, I'll tell hey. you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. So obviously like we didn't have our license until end of January of 2019. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so like before you get your license, if you don't have a license, you can't get insurance. You can't get a bunch of shit. So like we're operating without insurance. It's just, it's the fucking wild, wild west, dude. And mm-hmm. I'm scared as shit. Cause I keep trying to get the license. And finally I get the yeah. test date, finally get a test date. I go, I pass it first time. No big deal. I get back, I get done with that. I got my, got my license. I call, get the insurance dude. Two weeks, two, three weeks later, max, we fucking destroyed this house. Like it was like a three, four million, three or four million dollar home. And it was a sprinkler line. And when we were in the attic, they broke the sprinkler line and it just <laughs> water. Like we we just got barely done finishing that job three weeks ago. This is four years later. Okay. So we wow. fucked this, we fucked this house up. So I still, when my brother's in here, my brother was a, was the, I guess the lead installer, if you can call him that. It was like, we had the bad news bears of installers back then. And my brother was right. running the fucking pack and that wasn't good. Um, <laughs> And like I said, like we it's wild, wild west, man. We just had to get shit in. And uh um, right. if that job had called, been a month prior, man, you'd a month prior, you, we like, wouldn't be sitting so, here right now. So I'm sitting in my office. I'm sitting in my office. I get a phone call from my brother, and he's like, There's water everywhere. I'm like, What the fuck do you mean? Shut it off. And then he hangs up on me. And so I'm in my office, I'm crying, and I'm like, dude, I'm like thinking I gotta change my name to Absolute Air or some shit. I gotta <laughs> change everything. We're fucked. Like, and so I call my insurance people, they're like, Oh, don't worry, you're covered. I'm like, oh fucking thank God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so cautionary tale, everybody. Um, get your damn There's no yet. excuse for being un- unlicensed and underinsured. Because that, if that had happened, I mean, clearly we wouldn't be sitting here. You would have I, I'm like I said, I'm, every, I'm everything that everybody talks shit about, right? Like he's unlicensed. <laughs> what happens if they flood your house? What like all that shit? You know what I mean? Right. So I, I don't suggest it, but like you know, this is the United States, man. I got to make money. I got to feed my family, yeah. and I had no opportunity. So like. Some people are like, oh, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, well, you either can fucking feed your family or not. And I want to feed Agreed. my family. So yeah, don't don't let it stop progress also. But it was it was kind of funny because I go to get my contractor's license and I'm talking to the people in there with the getting their license. They're like, I want I can't wait to get my license. I'm gonna do this. And I'm like, Yeah, I already got 10 employees. I'm like, they're like, What? I'm like, like what the fuck? <laughs> right. Well, and there's and there's lots of ways around it. I mean, literally a TM locally here just the other day, he's like, Hey, I'm keeping up my license. Uh, when you're ready to start your business, just you know, we, you can use it and we'll, you know, you can keep it up. And, and so there's tons of different ways. As yeah, well. there's ways around it, but but yeah. So I mean, obviously, I don't suggest it, but it's you know, it's part of the, it's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's part of like you know, I don't like to sugarcoat too much. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, it's good. Well, and that even better though is every figuring it out by mistakes. You either win or you learn. When you adopt that mindset, you don't lose. You know, you can move forward and make it a, a learning moment. So. Oh my gosh, I love it. So at what point in the growth did you come up with Profit Rocket and really have that moment of like, I can teach this scalability and, and this type of growth and model to other people so they can be successful too? Like, where did your trainer hat switch? Where where did where did you develop all of that? Or was, was it gradual or was there like a specific moment for you? So in, in 2020, um, I actually started my, I started a marketing company. So I had a, a business partner of mine. He was, he was good at, he actually had an AC business out in Utah and me and him met at a business, like a business development training out in Dallas. And while okay. we were there, he was showing me what he was doing with Facebook and how he was able to generate a bunch of leads for his, for his, uh, business out in Utah. And he had done it for his business. And I'm like, could you do this for other businesses? Right. And so we started generating leads from for absolute airflow. This is in 2020. And I'm like, well, we should create a business out of this. Well, we started a marketing company called Service Hero in in uh, 2020. Me and him, mm-hmm. uh, and when we started that business, like, dude, we got a hundred hundred companies signed up within like, I don't know, within a month, we had a hundred customers. 
right? So we we had a hundred and some thousand dollars in recurring revenue right away. We had all these leads coming in, but what we found, and obviously my background is sales, his background was sales, but we weren't, so we didn't know that so many contractors in the home service space fucking suck at sales. So we got them all these leads, like any marketing company, right? We, yep. Every marketing company gets you leads, but if you can't convert them, you're going to burn your, you're going to burn all your money. So yeah. And um, then they're really, going to say, Hey, your leads don't work. Your leads suck. Right. But I'm running the same leads and I'm selling, I'm selling millions of dollars. So it's like, okay, what the hell is going on? So that's when yeah. I you know started coming up with the idea, like, man, I should start getting into training. Uh, but I was also busy. Right. But, you know, keep in mind growing a business very fast, it costs a lot of money. So and a lot of money. I mean, I was buying truck after truck and growing and all this stuff. So obviously, like cash flow is is king, right? So sure. I found that I can start, I was starting to do training for companies. So like I would have people fly out for training. Well, I was doing that to help grow my business. So like I would make 40 grand in two days and I'd put that into my business and grow it and grow it and grow it. Sure. And so I started doing training in, you know, I think end of 2020. Uh early 2021 is when I started really like ramping up the training classes. And uh, at that point, um, at that point, I'd created a pretty big following. So I was getting a lot of training. And during that time, we were also planning a big event in Vegas. So we started doing training. Right. And that was when we created Service Hero Academy, uh, which is our original training company. So in 2021, we started Service Hero Academy. Uh, and then we had our big Service Hero event in Vegas. And so we right. grew this big grew this big training company. And we were doing really well, but my partner just was never in love with training and I was never in love with marketing, right? I didn't like the marketing side. He didn't like the training side. Sure. Uh, so, you know, it kind of came to a head in 2022. So last year mm -hmm. and around, around this time, like May, 2022, like we finally were like, okay, like this shit ain't working out. Like we had created a, we had created Service Hero Academy, which is an online training platform. His, the marketing company was struggling and it was just kind of like always a fight back and forth. Like I'm trying to grow this big training company, but he wants to spend the money on the marketing. It was back and forth. So finally we're like, sure. okay, let's, let's separate. Right. So we separated yeah. it. Too big of a struggle. 22, and I launched a company called service rocket and service rocket was supposed to be the name. And we started marketing the shit out of service rocket. And then, then we had our service. We were supposed to have our service rocket event in October last year. And we go about three, four months at service rocket. And I get a letter from an attorney saying, hey, there's a trademark on that name. And the guy wants you to remove the name. So cease and desist. Cease and desist. And I'm going into my event where it's all branded service rockets. So I'm like, shit, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And the, and I talk, I actually end up meeting, uh, talking to the owner of Service Rocket, the actual owner of the trademark company. And he's like, to be honest, I don't really give a shit. But he's like, I'm getting death threats and all kinds of stuff saying that I stole your name and people are like threatening me. Because he's like, I don't even know who you are, but like you have blown the damn name up. Like the searches for a service rocket have gone like insane, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're doing a great he's job. Like, this is great for my business. But he's like, it's causing it's causing my business issues, right? So like we had, so we're like, okay, so now we're like, we got to come up with a new name, right? So you know, right before our event last year in in, in uh, October. We came up with Profit Rocket, and then we didn't even announce it until the event. So people going into the event thing, it's the Surface Rocket Growth Summit. And when yeah. they get there, it's profit rocket everywhere. Cause I didn't want to announce it too before. And it was, I was like, cause it was service hero, then the service rocket. And then I'm like, right. I don't want to announce another name until we get there. So sure. uh, technically yeah, turn profit, into an event and make it a big launch, right? Yeah. So like we had a thousand contractors come into, uh, into Vegas last year and we threw a massive event. We had some, you know, amazing speakers. I mean, I had like the speakers were amazing. We had big after parties. So that's what we're known for. We throw big events. Right. 
so we threw a big event in, in, uh, in, in Vegas last year and that thousand people showed up and that's when really when profit rocket launched, mm -hmm. uh, the buildup to the event, we had been building out what's called our profit rocket business blueprint. So it's like, we literally took everything inside of my brain and my business partner's brain and my brother's brain. And we put it all into video form and gave you access to everything from every SOP you need to run a business, uh, call scripts, uh, uh, call procedures, how to run calls, how to, how to, you know, how to overcome objections. How do I understand right. financials? What are the KPIs? Like it's pretty much a, uh, what's it, a franchise in a box, right? Yeah. So we, yeah. we came up with this idea, we built it out and then we launched profit rocket business blueprint at the event. So I guess the, the real origin would be, I guess, at the event last year in October was when profit rocket really started. And then, you know, it's taken off like crazy. And now we're getting mm -hmm. ready for our big event in, uh, in September in Austin. In Austin. Yeah. In my hometown where I'm at right now. So I'm super excited about that. That's part of why I wanted the timing is perfect to have you on uh, because of, one to make sure to tell everyone about the event and to uh, make sure that they have the access to uh, to get tickets to come. Uh, how many attendees are you expecting for this one? If last year was a thousand, what do you think it's growing to uh, this time? We're expecting about 2000 people in Austin. Okay. Um, it's about double. Yes, yeah, so we're looking to double it. We rented out. What's the hotel called? The Fairmont Hotel in, in Austin. So we yep, got the whole Fairmont. Nice. Uh, we got some really amazing, not only industry speakers, so some of the guys that have built some of the biggest, best com countries and uh, companies in the country. Sure. I have some speakers that have started their businesses in the last five years and scaled them from fit, you know, from zero to twenty million dollars in in different markets throughout the country. Mm -hmm. uh, I have some guys that are like real estate investors to help you know help contractors and and people learn how to invest their money in, in real estate. I yeah. have some motivational speakers like Andy Elliott, Wes Watson, Brad Lee, uh, a bunch of those guys come in and I got some, you know, just amazing. I got a really amazing lineup of speakers. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we throw big after parties. That's kind of like what we're known for. So I got some uh, big perform big performances, like uh, musical performances from big nine people, big name people are going to be for the after parties. Uh, but the big thing with the after parties is like how to like, that's where you get to mingle with other people in your industry yeah. and kind of get to sure. trade ideas. And I always tell like people like that's like, where the magic happens, like the stuff on stage is great. There's a knowledge, like we're putting up something that's mm -hmm. going to be for, it doesn't matter if you're uh, uh, just a regular office staff employee, a sales rep, a business owner, just an entrepreneur or someone that just wants to better their life. It's going to be something for everybody. And yeah, so that's where we're pretty excited about. It. It's going to be uh, September 27th through 29th of uh, this year. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, the, I, years and years ago, when I first got into HVAC, the, uh, the owner of the company I was in, it's my first year in sales. And he sends me off to the first training event I ever went to. And it was, it was ACCA related. So ACCA related. He hands me the company credit card and says, learn as much as you can during the day. He said, but go to the bar after the event and buy drinks for all of the speakers and they'll that's where you're really going to learn the most. And a hundred percent can reinforce what you're saying. I agree with that. Those are the biggest nuggets that transformed my career was just sitting around after the event with all of the top leaders and the speakers and just be like, Hey, can I buy you a beer? And then sure. And then ask them a question. And so you're right. That mingling portion is to get to rub elbows and, and connect with those with people. It's invaluable. I think that's one of the biggest things. And, and the, one of the biggest failures of most entrepreneurs is they don't reach out and talk to people that have already done it before. Right. Like we're, yeah. we have, we have egos and we have our, you know, mochismo and shit. Like I can do it all myself and pound our own chest. And yeah. dude, there's already people that have been through the same struggle you're going through and you don't have to spend the extra money. Like they've already went through it. They've already paid for the education. Mm -hmm. They're willing to teach you. 
you just have to step out of your own comfort zone. And I think that was like, because of the struggles that I went through with my business. And, and like I said, everyone thinks it's fucking rainbows and cupcakes and all that shit growing a business, especially growing it that fast. Dude, there's so much behind the scenes stuff. There was millions of dollars that were lost. There was bad decisions mm -hmm. made. There was good decisions made. There was bad firing, bad hiring. All and like every like if obviously I have, I have a book that I'm working on. When the book comes out, you'll be like, holy shit, all that stuff had like even right now, I can't even like put it all together. There's so many different pieces to it. And I'm trying to like I'm over here and over here and over here. But like sure. there's so much stuff that's happened in the last four and a half years that like people would be like, What the fuck? How is this even possible? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like from you know, all of a sudden, like I remember in 2020, I'm on a private jet with Ken Goodrich flying to the Super Bowl. And we're hanging out at freaking, we're hanging out. I'm with Ken Goodrich. We got a freaking table on the bar with Post Malone. And I got freaking uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s passed out at our bar. I'm taking shots with Ken Griffey Jr., baseball player. Like all <laughs> these like crazy shit that like, I'm just a normal dude like everybody else that just happened yeah. to happen to me because I put myself out there, right? Mm -hmm. So there's just so many things that can happen. And, and when you get around people that are successful, like success leaves secrets and you can just start mm -hmm. asking these people questions. And that, that was part of the reason why I created the, the Profit Rocket Business Blueprint was because like, dude, I had to go through so much shit to learn all this stuff. I'm literally saying, hey, take all my pain and my millions of dollars of loss. And I'm like, here's everything. And if you can follow right. it, you can not, you don't have to go through the same hiccups and stuff that I had to go through. I love it. So with the Blueprint, uh, is there a coaching piece along with that? Is there different levels for companies yeah, that so come in? So Tell us a little more about that. So the, there's a business blueprint where it's just like, we have like 500 and something videos in there. That, and like I said, they have every SOP call script, like all the things you're trying to create yourself. Mm -hmm. We already have it created a, a stuff that we used in my business and that I've used throughout the business and throughout the country. So uh, we have all that in there. We have videos, we have sales training, we have objection handling, like everything you could think of is in there. And then we're adding videos constantly. So like our, our members will say, hey, I need a video on this or I need a training on this. We'll add training in there. And sure. then it also includes monthly training uh, where you have to jump on a Zoom call and you get to ask questions. We got a we got a group that's got a forum in there where you can ask questions and stuff like that. And then we do some one-on-one -on -one coaching and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's constantly growing. Uh, yeah. We the, the blueprint also includes a bunch of discounts and rebates and all kinds of stuff with vendors. Uh, you get to get, you get to get like my exclusive marketing people that I use for all my stuff. So you'll know exactly all this, all the stuff that I use in my business every day. So it, it's well worth every penny of it. Uh, it's just a lot of people aren't willing to invest in themselves, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're, you're right. The, that's the best investment anybody can make is in yourself. You know, you, you never, you can never lose it. And it, it's like your forever ability to grow and learn and, and up level, you know, as we increase our own personal growth, that lid, you know, we're constantly moving that lid higher and higher and uh, yeah, expand our vision. So I love it, man. Uh, what is a, uh, so there was actually a question that came in from, in my Facebook group. Uh, I, I put a post in there a little bit ago when we booked this, like, Hey, well, I'm going to interview Victor. What do you want to ask him? So the one that really stuck out to me was, how this is from uh, Joe Nolan. He's like, how do you keep such motivation and fire and drive while it on the outside seemingly burning the candle at both ends as you're growing all that? So, uh, can you talk to that a little bit? How do you keep the motivation? Yeah, how do you how do you stay so like so motivated and so just con consistent in your activity across time while it's just like without hitting burnout? I mean, I think it's just trying to figure out like what your why is, right? Like, you know, there's, there's a why of chasing money. Like, yeah, dude, I love money. Like and I enjoy it, but like, that's not what I wake. That's not what wakes me up every day. Um, I think now it's, it's kind of 
you know, I got a chip on my shoulder. I always have, I mean, it's just competitive nature. I've been, since I was a kid, I've always been competitive. Um, but for me, it's just legacy, right? Like there's, you know, in any kind of industry in any, anything you do, there's like a route, like there's a Mount Rushmore, right. Of every industry. Like these are the best of the best. And I think at 34, uh, I've already put myself pretty high up there. Uh, and I don't really like, I look for me, it's more legacy. Like I want to be known as the best that's ever done. And also I want to be known as a person that's helped more people become millionaires than anybody else. You know, I've already helped a lot of people become multimillionaires and I'm going to continue to help people become multimillionaires. And, and hopefully along the way, like, you know, we get to have a lot of fun and I get to take care of my family and my friends and, and, uh, enjoy it. So, uh, I think what wakes me up every day is, is, is more at this point is, is legacy than anything else. Like I, I just do not like to fail and I do not like mm -hmm. anybody to beat me. Love it. Love it. That is powerful, man. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. It's huge. Um, Last uh, last thing is you talked a lot about, um, you know, coming from. So focus of my training is typically just really specifically sales. And um, what's a nugget that they can uh, some of the listeners can apply immediately in their sales that'll up level them in sales? Yeah. So specifically for sales, it, mostly, um, you know, mostly comfort consultants listen, but also we've got business owners, we've got techs. Uh, so just with the, that sales focus, uh, what's something the, that's really a big main, difference for you? The, the main thing is stop selling by accident, right? So if you're selling by accident, you're always going to have ups and downs, right? And and if you don't have a consistent process that you do day in and day out, like, dude, I tie my fucking shoes the same way, right? Like I drive to work the same way. I do think like when I get in a house, I don't care if a customer like brings me over here within five minutes, I'm back to my baseline where I need to be. So uh, if you want to be successful, stop having, stop having things happen to you and then create, create the outcome. So like for me, you got to get, you got to get a process in place, figure out what works and when mm -hmm. it works, stick to it and don't, don't, don't waver from it. So like, if you come to one of my calls and I'm 30 minutes into the call and you show up every single time, I'm going to be in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm telling you, I control the call. Everything I same. say and do in every say, anything I say and do in the house was, was already thought of before. Uh, I don't practice on customers. I've already practiced at home. I'm you got to become a professional. Uh, when our professionals aren't practicing, when they get to the field, right? They're already, they already know exactly what to do. So I think the biggest thing is stop selling by accident and create a process that works. And then that's the only way you're going to dominate your competition on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of what I, that's what I teach. If you're a, if you're a sales guy, technician, whatever it is, I will double or triple your average income. Like I right. will, like the guys that come work with me, we, I change your life and you can follow my process and I, I teach it. So I dumb it down to make it super easy. And by the time they leave, they're like, why didn't I fucking think of this? Mm -hmm. So, uh, get a process that works and stop fucking around. Stop like, do not let, I don't let anything control my mood. Like when I get in a house, I'm there for one reason. And I always tell people like, I'll build a fucking tent in front of their house. Dude, I'll wrap my legs around their chair. We're buying something today. Cause I have a, like, I have a belief that if someone called me out to their house, they meant to buy something. And the only reason they're not buying something is I fucked up and mm -hmm. I ain't risk. I ain't interested in fucking up. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's fire. Everybody. There's some massive, massive nuggets there. So the uh, what I'm hearing also is your your posture, your posture surrounding showing up, showing up intentionally, showing up on purpose, and uh, you know Dude, the consistency. People, people, people buy off energy, man. Like right now, mm -hmm. I could probably sell you whatever I want because I'm like you're listening because of my energy and how I talk and my tonality and and the way that I come off as confident, right? Right. This is this isn't my first interview. This isn't the first time I've been asked this question. I practice it. I know what I'm going to say. Like the, mm -hmm. the biggest thing is, so many people in life are practicing during the day when they should be practicing at night when no one else is watching. 
Right. And I don't have to run calls. Like if I go put everything, every time I ran a call in the last two years, I've sold it and I've sold it for well over $20,000 every single call. And mm-hmm. it's like riding a bike for me because I, I practice so many damn times. You can give me an objection right now. Any objection, I guarantee you I have a rebuttal on a, within a half a second. Sure. And absolutely. Anytime, anytime you have, give me, I mean, you can give me one right now. I'll run it back. Okay. Well, let's do the, I, I, man, I've got to think about it. I, you know what? It's the biggest you know, one, right? Hey, Sam, before I got out here today, what were you thinking about? Were you thinking about getting a new air conditioner or were you, were you thinking that you want to wait on this for a couple months? Uh, well, you know, I was thinking about an air conditioner. I probably wouldn't have called you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Sam, the only, my only concern is that right now is probably the best time I've seen to buy. And you see the weather outside, it's like 75 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It's not hot yet. So that's kind of why we're just, just shopping. Well, that's the good thing about it being 75 degrees is the ball's in your court right now, right? As soon as it gets 100 degrees outside, the ball's in my court because I'm going to be booked out weeks. I, there's no reason for me to discount or incent, any kind of incentive. So right now I'm trying to help you out. And I don't know about you, but I don't like paying full price for anything. Do you? Oh, no. I'm always good with the sale. So, Sam, while I'm here today, I'm going to save you a significant amount of money. You're still going to get the same great installation, same great company. My only concern, like I said, and it's up to you, Like, and I don't care if you go with me or anybody else, but I suggest you make a decision pretty quickly because right now you can save a significant amount of money. And if I went to if I went to your wife and I told you, told you you can save like $1,500 by doing it today, what is she going to say? Uh, she's probably going to say, why didn't, I, why didn't I do it? She's the same as my wife. So Sam, let's, you know, obviously there's some reason you're not, that's holding you back right now. Let's figure out what that is and let's move forward. Because I really would like to earn your business. I want to keep my guys busy. And, and my main thing is I want to save you a significant amount of money. Well, Victor, it sounds good. But, you know, my uncle owns an HVAC company a couple of states over. So I got to run this by him first. Perfect. And you know what? Your uncle's probably going to tell you a little bit different than you live in California, right? And do you think the cost, uh, yeah. of, living's a li- cost of living is a little bit different here in California than in, where is he in Kansas City or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he's he's in uh, he's in Idaho. Yeah, so just keep in mind is the regulations, the gas is here, the more expensive, the insurance is more expensive, doing business is more expensive. So all that stuff is going to add up. While I'm here, how about you give him a call because I would I would like to explain to him everything that's going on, everything that's going to go into it. Because I think that if obviously you know you're going to try to explain it, it's a little bit more complicated. Like you're going to like you're not going to be able to have the answers. If we can get him on the phone right now, I'd explain to him all the things that we got to do. But he's going to tell you the same thing, right? He's going to say, "How do you feel about the guy?" Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And and he's going to ask you about the reviews and, and, and what the, what they're saying online about the company. And you read all of our reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all made you made the cut or, you you know, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, Sam, you can you there's over a thousand different contractors here within about probably 50 miles of here that you can choose from. So no matter which price you get, you're only getting three out of a thousand. And keep in mind, sure. Sam, we're not the we're not the cheapest and we're not the most expensive, but we're somewhere in between. And I always pray with my hands when I do this. Right. Uh, we're somewhere in between. But keep in mind, I charge exactly what I got to charge to run a five star business and be here 10 years from now. So you might be able to find some chuck in a truck that's going to do it for cheaper. But this isn't a short term investment. It's a long term mm-hmm. investment. And I want to make sure that this thing lasts as long as possible. And I want to make sure that if anything does go ha- does happen, we're here. And I can't mm-hmm. guarantee that if I charge any less. So I can tell you right now, the cool thing is, Sam, you're not going to pay any less than your neighbor and you're not going to pay any more either. We charge exactly what we have to charge to be in business. So uh, we can give them a call, like explain all the stuff that's going on. The price isn't going to really change. The only thing that's going to change is that you might you might, you might, might want a different type of unit. I'm guaranteed you call your uncle, he's going to tell you to buy a nicer one. So, you know, it sounds really good. And, uh, you know, what we were going to do, though, we were going to, we've got two more. You're the first in. We've got two more quotes coming. So we were going to compile it all and call him then. Um, well, yeah, hey, we Sam, can get him on the phone, but we've got a couple more. 
the, the other the other cool thing, Sam, is that I've already done all the due diligence for you. Like I said, I carry and I always carry estimates in my bag. I'll show you estimates from the cheapest guy, the most expensive guy in the town. Like I told you, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a somewhere in between. I always tell people that, you know, you know, and I've done this in my house, right, where I got three quotes on something. And, and then guess what? I picked it. I went through three quotes. I went through all this stuff. I picked a guy and then something went wrong. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's so why we, three, you know, just want to compare. So those three quotes don't really protect you from anything. So, you know, I always ask and, and keep in mind, Sam, you want to get your three quotes. That's no problem. Like I said, I just want you to be the most educated. So when I'm done with all this, I want you to be educated on this. And I don't care if you go with me or anybody else. But I can guarantee you're not going to get a better a better guy that's going to design the system, install the system, warranty the system, and be here when you need it. And I always tell people like, you know, what is your gut saying, Sam? Like, if if you know, what's your gut saying about me and my company right now? Uh, well, I, I like definitely like what I've seen so far. Sam, you know, have you ever had that time where you ever went against your gut? I have. Yeah, how how'd that turn out? It was never never a good situation. Let's just go ahead and get this done. Like I said, we'll bite the bullet. We'll get it done for you. And Sam, guess what? We give you a full year. You can find someone that's going to do a, a better install, do a better or or better install, or same type of installation, same warranty, same guarantees, and they're doing it for less. I'll even match their price up to a year after the installation. Like I said, I already have a peace of mind that I know we're gonna, there's no one that's going to be a better company at a better price. It's just not possible. And we'll put that in writing for you. So we'll get it done. We'll get it installed right away. You want to get your bids later? Send me the bids. I'll match them as long as they're apples and apples. And you're putting that in the writing. It goes in writing. That's a cool thing with us. Everything that we do is in writing. It's not just me talking across the table. We put our, we back up everything that we say. Wow. You want to? Let's go ahead and let me see your ID. We'll go ahead and get the get the financing started. And like I said, we got a bunch of no money down options that none of our competitors can even touch, anyways, because we do so many installations. The financing companies actually give us better rates too. So I'm going to set you up on a fantastic uh, fantastic plan. The cool thing is, Sam, because you're trusting with me, this is going to change the way you and your family live in your house. I promise you. So let's go ahead and get the financing started. We'll get this thing. Is tomorrow okay with you or would you prefer Thursday? Uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it tomorrow. Might as well. Perfect. That's it, man. We just keep moving forward all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the guys, they just will leave the batter's box. And I just don't, mm -hmm. I don't leave. And I always yeah. found that if I, a lot, most guys at first objection, they say I got to get three quotes. All they do is they get up and leave. And mm -hmm. guess what? The guy after him is me. And I just got to pick up the check. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's, you know, that's the, so much is the, uh, as a society, we're conditioned to say no at first. We're conditioned well, keep, keep to not make a decision and just to I, be indecisive. Did you guys know that the very first no is just testing you to tell if you're bullshit or not? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first no is to tell if you have any conviction. So like I talk to my technicians all the time and they'll give repair options, right? And they went out there and they saw all the things going on with the system. They educated the customer. They showed them the leaky fan motor. They show them all the stuff going on. They give them options. And the customer says, I got to think about it. And they say, okay, well, just let me know. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? If you showed them all the stuff, you could prove there's problems. And the customer says, I got to think about it. I would just say, you know, Sam, I'm just really confused. You saw that fan motor leaking oil. You saw the capacitor was testing bad. I showed you all this stuff. My only concern, Sam, is that if you want to think about it, what's going to happen is you're going to push this off until it's hundred degrees outside. And this stuff is mechanically impossible to keep running. All of a sudden, it's going to break down when it's 100 degrees outside. I can't get out there right away. Now your wife's mad. You got no air conditioning. You're sweating in your house. You're not getting fucking laid because it's sweaty as shit in your house. Do you really <laughs> want to not get laid because of an air conditioner? I don't say that, but, <laughs> you know, but it's like, dude, it's like all these things. And, and when you come back with conviction, they're like, you know what? You're right. But right. so many guys, they say that they give those pass those repair options over. And the first thing they do is walk away when they give them that. Well, let me think about it. That's because right. you had no conviction, dude. Sales is a transfer of belief from one human to another. And if you don't fucking believe it, don't fucking sell the product or don't offer it. 
Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. It's tra that transfer. And what the other thing that I love, if everybody's picking up on this, is not only is it the certainty, the conviction, the belief, every single time we have had an objection here and we've covered something, it, listen to how Victor's tied it into not only the technical side, but it turned it in, instantly into a benefit for the homeowner, painting a picture of what life is going to be like, either what it's going to be like if they don't do it and painting a picture of what life is going to be like once they do it, but only in a benefit statement has nothing to do with the technical stuff anymore. So he ties it to that emotional tie down, which is going to lock in the that side of the brain to complete the picture for the conversation. Yeah. And, and like I said, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to sell and some ways, some guys are different, some are the other, but it all, it all, like it stems down to, you know, is, is obviously knowing the product, right. Practicing and then just believing in it, man. Like if you don't mm -hmm. believe in what you're selling, just get the fuck out. Just go yeah. some, go sell, go sell fucking women's shoes or something like that. Al Bundy, like we're, we're, we're over here. And go be a sissy it. somewhere else. This is not, this is not made for sissies. Well, but you also might not be working at the right company, right? If you don't think your company's going to do an amazing job and back it up and do it. Cause I've been there. Like I, one of the the company I worked at, like I, I would look at this customer's face and I'd want to have conviction because I knew service champions was going to back it up. And the next company I went to, I'm like, I'm sending my best guys out there. I'm like, I don't know fucking, I don't know who's coming out here, but I hope they don't light your house on fire. You know? Oh I'm man. Like, you I know, hope they get crew A and not crew B because crew yeah, B. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm sending the best something. out there. I'm like, who are you sending out there? Like, Pablo. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm gonna come by and be there when he's here just to yeah, make so, sure so he doesn't break something. Some, sometimes your conviction and your sales are dying because you don't believe in your company, you don't believe in what mm -hmm. they're doing. So, like sometimes you might not be a bad sales guy, but it's impossible to have conviction in something you don't believe in. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Super, super important. So Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for uh, for for going through that with us and and those nuggets. I hope you paid attention. Listen to this section over and over, uh, all you listeners, because um, and take notes because there's some massive value. That's I would I've literally paid ten thousand dollars for a training session to get exactly what Victor just gave you guys for free in less than ten minutes. So I've spent an entire week learning exactly that. And, and years and years of experience practicing to get there. And uh, so thanks for that. That is, no, that is amazing. Yeah, man. Like, so, obviously it's, it's all about helping people. Like I said, it's, you know, people that listen to podcasts or read books, it's all about taking, you know, I always say it's, you don't need to listen to the whole thing. You, you don't have to get the whole thing, but if you can get one little nugget out of anything mm -hmm. you're doing, and then you have to learn how to apply it. Right. So like right. learning without, a, learning without application is wasting your time. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. I can hear you can say, Sam, like Sam, like if you told me something right now, I never heard and I liked it. I always say it like everything in this industry is R&D, right? It's rob and duplicate. You and if it. I hear something I like, now that belongs to me because I took the time to listen to it. Now it's mine and I can use it however I want. So mm -hmm. like any nuggets that you guys take from this, that now belongs to you. You use it. But if you don't use it, then it's on you. And, and so many people come to training and they go through all this stuff and they see it and they say they're going to do it. And then they get home and they don't do it. And then they can't figure out why they're not making any more money. Right. I always say success happens at the speed of implementation. You cannot yeah. be angry about the results you're not getting for what you're the work you're not doing. So yeah, it's uh, it's a hundred percent up to you. Cool, man. So, well, man, I love it. Well, it's time to land this plane. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out today. Uh, real quick before we do, give us a a, a nice recap of uh, one how they get a hold of you with for Profit Rocket if they want to learn more about that, and two, give us another quick highlight reel on the Profit Rocket Growth Summit 2023 
coming up in Austin, Texas and how they can get tickets for that. Well, you can follow me pretty much on any platform. I got a, I post a lot of videos and stuff on Instagram and TikTok at Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R underscore Rancor, R-A-N-C-O-U-R. Uh, or you can go join my Facebook group, which is a Profit Rocket Home Service group. Uh, we got about 5,000 people in there. We share free advice. I'm going to be doing a lot of free training in there. I got a free objection handling video I just did yesterday inside the group. Uh, you can go on there or, you know, if you're interested in the in the Profit Rocket Business Blueprint or any of our classes, go to callprofitrocket.com. Uh, go ahead and get signed up with a demo. You'll, you'll either be with me, my brother, or Tom. We'll go through a demo, show you what we have. Uh, we also do have our closer school too. If you're interested at callprofitrocket.com, you can check out our closer school, which is very, very, very inexpensive. It's a group setting. I go through objection handling and call process and all that stuff. And yeah, if you guys are looking for an event that's going to change your life and change your business, to change your mindset, uh, come out to the to the Profit Rocket Growth Summit. It's September 27th through 29th. It's going to be in Austin, Texas. We got about 2,000 people coming. Uh, the best way is to get on there. You can go to events.com or events.callprofitrocket.com. Use promo code ELEVATE, E-L-E-V-A-T-E. You'll get $250 off a ticket. Uh, if you buy more than two, two or, or you buy three or more tickets, you actually save $200 per ticket as well. So go on there, get your tickets. It's going to sell out. It's going to be the best event you've ever been to. I don't go cheap. I've already spent over a million and a half on this thing. The event's going to be about a $2 million event. Uh, and we are going to just throw a badass, badass thing. And when you guys leave there, I hope that you guys get a bit, a bigger community of bigger people that you can reach out to and I hope you guys learn a lot. So I'm excited for the event. I'm excited to come on this podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. All right, everybody. You heard it here first on the close it now sales training podcast, solar and HVAC go out there, save. Okay. And if you want, me and Sam are going to do a co-training event here in my facility whenever he's ready. You want to come out to California, we'll throw an event together. We'll do a training together. If you want to do it, let me know. 100% sounds awesome. We'll get planning on that right away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's killer. Let's do it. And uh, all right, everybody, go save the all world right. one heat stroke at a time. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.